Okay. Um, I'm going to get started. So tonight's uh, shear, usually we speak about the Pasha, but since tonight is already Asara B'Tavis, it's the 10th day of Tavis. Tomorrow there's a fast day. So I'm going to speak just a little bit about Asara B'Tavis. I'm not going to... I'm not going to speak about Pashas Vayigash. Just going to say one thing, Pashas Vayigash, that I always mention. It's one of my, one of the divrei I always love to say over. Um, I'm sure you've heard it from me before, but I'll, it's, always, it's always worth repeating it. There's somebody in Yerushalayim, his name is Rabbi Chaim Werner. He is a Talmud of the Nesiva Shalom, the Slonim Rebbe. And he's a really an amazing, amazing person. I get his divertorial, they sent to me by email. And I once saw this idea a couple of years ago from him in Pasha's Vayigash. So let's just, let's all of us for a moment put ourselves into the mind of Yehuda. Yehuda comes and he tells Yaakov Avinu, if Binyamin doesn't come back, I give up everything. I give up my oilam haza, my oilam habo. I'll have nothing left. Not this world, not the next. And what happens? He goes down to Mitzrayim, and Yosef, who's pretending to be somebody else, tells him, you're not getting Binyamin back. So right now, let's just think about the past 22 years. The past 22 years, the Shvatim, Yehuda, have been living with the fact that they sold their brother into slavery. They don't know who, where he is. They don't even recognize him. They're talking to him. They don't recognize his face. He's standing right in front of them, and they can't tell. They see their father, Yaakov, that he is inconsolable. He is misabel, and they have to live with the fact that they caused their father 22 years of pain and suffering. Also, these are tzaddikim and kadoshim. They realize that the mechira of Yosef, that the sale of Yosef is going to be till this day. We are paying for it till this day because we sold our brother into slavery. All of the tzaras of Klalisro in some way are related either to the mechiras Yosef or to the cheta Egel in some way, in some form. And what happens is, is that Yehuda stands there and he has nothing left in this world. And so forth. And what happens? He says a couple of sentences. And in the last moment when he thinks that everything is lost, Yosef turns around and he says, Ani Yosef. I am Yosef. What happened in that moment? In that moment, everything is going to be okay. When he tells him, I am Yosef, everything that he went through, everything that they suffered, it all makes sense. At that one second, when Yehuda said what he said, everything became absolutely clear. That they came down to this time so Yosef could be the Mishnah Lamelech, they could prepare the Golas of Mitzrayim, everything, be- everything clicked together. All the different pieces of their lives, all suddenly became one beautiful picture, one beautiful portrait. 
So Reb Chaim Werner says that we, as a people, Hashem gave us the Torah in the year 2448. Right now the year is 5784. And we've been through a lot. We've been through hundreds and hundreds of years of so many trials. We've gone from one land to another. From Europe to Eastern Europe to Africa to the Middle East to America to Russia. All over the world the Jewish, Jewish people have lived and we have suffered and we've had simchas and we are still here. But the world is confusing. There's so much things are happening. I came, I flew to New York uh, yesterday. Which day was it? Yesterday, yesterday. And I came, I came back to, to Phoenix and I'm waiting for the Uber to take me home and some white racist lady screams out, Free Palestine. Yeah, well, you know, what does Free Palestine mean? The murder of every Jew, the genocide of us as a people. A person standing, I'm here in America, and a person's telling me, I mean, they probably they don't understand what they're saying, but the, the thing is, we're standing here, and a person's telling me, free Palestine, that they're going to murder every Jew. What, 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 what do the Arabs want? To kill every single Jew that's alive in the world. But says Reb Chaim Werner, there's going to come a time that things are going to seem like impossible, just like Yehuda was standing there, and Hashem is going to turn around, and Hashem is going to say, Ani Hashem. Everything that you went through, these thousands of years, I'm Hashem. And we'll understand, and we'll be able to see how the whole of history was planned for the moment of Bias Mashiach. Ani Hashem. That's what I heard once from Chaim Werner. That's the time that we are waiting for. I want to talk a little bit about Asara Batavis. The, the source of Asara Batavis is a Pasuk in Yecheskel. Pasuk in Yecheskel says, Hashem calls Yecheskel, says, Ben Adam, calls Yecheskel a Ben Adam. Ksav lecha es shem hayoim. Write down the name of this day. Es etzem hayoim azeh. Samach melech bavel Yerushalayim be'etzem hayoyim azeh. Many times it keeps on saying be'etzem hayoyim azeh, be'etzem hayoyim azeh. Because of that, says the Beis Yosef, which he brings down in the name of the Avudram, he says that even if Asara Betavis would fall on Shabbos, we would be required to fast. Why is that the case? Shabbos is not a time where a person is supposed to fast. The only time we fast on Shabbos is only on Yom Kippur. But if Tisha B'Av would fall on Shabbos, so we push Tisha B'Av later. If, uh, if all of the other Tanaisim, so we bring it earlier, if, if in theory it could fall on such a day. Why is it that Asara Batavis, that even if it, let's say, it could fall on Shabbos, we're required to fast on Shabbos? And like we see, there are no fasts ever on Erev Shabbos. The only fast that we fast on Erev Shabbos is only Asara Batavis. So why is that the case? What's the reason for that? So the simple reason is because of this Nevu'a and Yecheskel. Nevu'a and Yecheskel is 
is that all the other days we are commemorating an event. The destruction of the Beis Amikdash, the breaking of the Luchas, uh, the, the murder of Gedalia ben Achikam, whatever it is. It's a commemoration. The day itself is not so relevant. It's important that it happened on that day. But what is more important is what happened. There was a destruction of the Beis Amikdash. But it seems that the day of Asara Batavis today, there's something about the day itself. It's not just a commemoration. There's something about the day of Asara Batavis that requires fasting. What is special about Asara Batavis? So what I'm going to say today is from a very special, beautiful sefer that's written by Rabbi Yonus and Eibeshitz called Yaris Dvash. And uh, he says something that's beautiful and also explains something that's a little bit difficult to understand. We know that, that on Asara Batavis, the wall was breached, right? The, I'm sorry, the, the, there was a siege on Yerushalayim. So we know it's such a concept. But the question is, like let's say Tishabov. Why did Tishabov happen on Tishabov? Because of the, the Chaita Maraglam. We know that there's a prior cause to that day. But what's the prior cause of Asara Batavis? What happened in the history that caused that there should be a siege on Yerushalayim on Asara Batavis? And you have to also hear something very deep. The beginning of something is always the most important. So if you want to know what is the beginning of the destruction of the base of Migdash, it's Asara Batavis. Asara Batavis is what holds the whole Koyach to be able to destroy a base of Migdash. So what is so special about Asara Batavis? What does, what, what's so much so that you could fast on Shabbos, the idea that it says, not only that, not, not in this Yaraz Dvash, in another Yaraz Dvash, is Hashem told, told uh, Yechezkel to write the day that it happened. The day that it happened was Shabbos. So he didn't tell him to write on Shabbos. He says, not only that you should write that it was Asara Batavis, Shrai, which day of the week it happened, that it happened on Shabbos. And that's a whole different schmooze, why usually we don't speak of days of the week in the Torah. We speak about the date, the 15th day, and so on. We don't talk about a, a day of the week. But over here, Asar Batev is not only it's the date, the date, but also the day of the week, the fact that it happened on Shabbos. So the Yarz Dvash says something that's amazing. The Yarz Dvash starts out with two different Midrashim, and the Midrash says the following thing. Let's begin. The first murder that ever took place in the history of the world was the murder of Cain that killed Hevel. When was Hevel killed? So there's a Midrash Rabbah, Parshach of Beis, Oiz Dalet. Vehi Mikei Tziyomim, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Leza says that the world was created in Tishrei, and Rabbi Shua says the world was created in Nisan. There's a Gemara Rosh Hashanah like that. According to the Manda Omar that the world was created in Tishrei, Hevel Kaya Minachag Ve'ad Chanukah. That Hevel was born on Sukkot. And he died after Hanukkah. 
he was born on Pesach and he died on Shavuos. Whatever you're going to say, everybody agrees that Hevel did not live in this world more than 50 days. Okay, let me ask everybody a question. If Hevel was born on Sukkot, right? So when is Sukkot? Which day is Sukkot? The 15th day, 15th day of Tishrei, right? The 15th day of Tishrei. Now, from the 15th day of Tishrei till Chafei Kislev, how many days is that? So it's much more than 50 days, correct? So how do you make such a calculation? How did this work? It's not true. According to everybody, it's 50. So how, it's not true. The, the Cheshben doesn't come out. So he brings an incredible medrash. He says, the way that we have the Yom Tovim today is not the real way it's supposed to be. When the world was created, when the world was in the proper form, there's a medrash in the end of Ishaya, in Yalkut Shemoni, it says, Amalei HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'ni Ba'olam Azei Ha'isim Olam B'Shono Sholosh Pamim. He says, right now, we go up to the base of Mikdash three times a year. But when Mashiach will come, every month is going to have a Yom Like we read, that every single month is going to have a Yom So says the Yaris Dvash, before the Chait, before there was the Avey of, ki- of killing of kind of Hevel, so every month had a Yom so how do you make a calculation like that? How's, how, what, how were the Yom Tovim set up? So says the Yaris Dvash, the following thing, and we'll go through it. Nisan is Pesach. Iyar is Pesach Sheini. Sivan is Shavuos. Tammuz is Yudzayim, but Tammuz is going to be a Yom Tov. Av, Tisha B'Av, will become a Yom Tov. Elul will be Rosh Hashanah. Tishrei, will be Yom Kippur, and Cheshven is going to be Sukkot. So when, when, on which date was, was Cain born? Not on the 15th day of Tishrei, but on the, on the 15th day of, of Cheshven. Because before there was a Chet, so Sukkot didn't happen on the 15th day of Tishrei, it happened on the 15th day of Cheshven. So now let's calculate. So from the 15th day of Cheshven, Till the 25th day of Kislev is how many days? 40 days. 40 days. Then there's 8 days of Hanukkah, that is 48. Correct? On that day, he bought a carbon and Hevel bought a carbon. And what happened when Cain saw the carbon of Hevel? He became incensed. And he killed him the next day, 50 days. He bought a carbon and says Hanukkah. So it's 50 days. So he killed him on the 50th day. Okay? Because he bought the carbon on the 49th, then the 50th day he killed him. Okay? Hashem put him into Cheirim for seven days. Okay? So which day was he killed? He was killed on Gimel Tevis. Hashem put him into Cheirim for seven days. Hashem told Cain, I don't want to see you. For seven days. And then, Cain came to Hashem and did tshuva. 
Which day was that? Asara Batavis. It was Asara Batavis. The first time that somebody did tshuva for the murder of a person was on Asara Batavis. When kind did tshuva for killing of Hevel, that is what's unique about the concept of Asara Batavis. The Arizal says that Yecheskel Anovi was a Gilgal of Kain. And that's why in the, in the Nevoah, he calls him Ben Adam. He calls him Ben Adam because Kain was the son of Adam. And Yecheskel was a Gilgal of Kain. So that's why he calls him Ben Adam. So it comes out, according to the Yaris Dvash, that the first time that somebody did a Tikkun, began a Tikkun for the worst Avayu that there is, which is the murder of a person, began on Asara Batavis. Even though we look at it, that Asara Batavis is a day of Tainus for the siege on the Beis Amikdosh, but everything that happens to the negative, to the Tumor, also happens to the Kedusha. Just like it's the beginning of destruction, it's also the beginning of building. It's also the beginning of resurrection. It's also the beginning of the Tchir. Let's think for a moment, what was the Chait of Cain in heaven? What was the Chait of Cain? Cain could not stand that that Hevel was better than him. He could not take it. He could not, the, the idea is that he was, he had a sense that my avoider is not sufficient. The avoider of Hevel was better than mine. And that's why he killed him. There's many things you could talk about the concept of kind and Hevel. But I wanted to say the, a simple matter. And this is also true about the idea that we're starting the days of Shavavim. What makes a person hungry and always seeking other things is because he's not able to feel satisfied with who he is and what he is. If a person is able to have chashivas, if a person is able to give value of who he is and his purpose in this world, he would never be jealous of another person. Very often what drives a person into a sense of depression is because he thinks of himself as greater than what he really is supposed to be. What do I mean by that? A person never feels satisfied with his own place in this world and he doesn't have a recognition of how much he can accomplish. A lot of times people do not push themselves because they feel that they could never reach a higher level. And a lot of times people feel a tremendous sense of dissatisfaction because they can't live with the lives that they have. They're always seeking other things. They're dissatisfied. The word kain, it says in the Zoya, comes from the word Kenyan, acquisition. Why does a person want to acquire other things? So if it has a purpose, it's wonderful. But sometimes a person is looking to acquire other things because he's unhappy with who he is and what he is. And that's the hate of kain. 
the whole idea of beginning the, the Zman of Asara B'Tavis is in order for somebody to begin in Avodah Hashem, the first thing is to know who he is, to know his own greatness, and to also feel a sense of satisfaction with who he is and what he is. And satisfaction is not complacency. Satisfaction is the opposite. Complacency is when a person lowers himself. But when a person has satisfaction is when he realizes the importance of who he is. So if a person realizes his own importance, that his davening becomes a different davening. Because he realizes that he can't daven without putting in some effort. If a person realizes his importance, he knows that he could know he could know Mesechta, he could know Shas, he could know, he could he, he has a sense of trust and and an ability of his own of his own sense of purpose. But if a person is always selling himself short, is one of two reasons. Because he thinks he can never succeed and he thinks he's less than who he is. Cain went and he did an amazing thing. He was the first person in the world to bring a carbon. But he made a mistake. Instead of bringing from the best, he bought from the second best. So what should Cain have done? He should have learned from Hevel. He says, no. Hevel went and he learned from me. Hevel, Hevel says, Vagam Hevel. Hevel didn't think of bringing a carbon. He learned it from Cain. If Cain would have understood that Hevel, my brother, he learned from me and he went higher and his kinna from tarbe chachma, he would have gone, gone and done an incredible avoider. But what did he do instead? The opposite. He killed Hevel. And with that, he implanted destruction in the world. So much so that thousands of years later, the beginning of the Churban Beis Amigdash was sourced in what he did. But also the Tikkun of the Beis Amigdash is also there. And the Tikkun that Cain had is that Cain was Navinad. He could never be in one place. Because his objective in the world became to go and feel satisfied in whatever situation that he's in. Cain could never be in one place for more than 10 minutes. And what's the lesson that he learned? This is your life. Right now, where you are, you have to give everything that you have to, this, to the place that you are in right now. That was the tikkun of Cain. We live in a, in, in a world in a place that people are constantly dissatisfied. I have on the table, I have something that I can acquire anything in the world. Every single second, I could purchase something else. I could see something else. I could go somewhere else. But let me take a moment to live my life fully with what I have. To appreciate the, sweet, the sweetness of Tesis. Let me appreciate what Rashi is saying. A medrash. Let me think about, you know what I've been thinking about for three weeks? Zeicher Avtuvcha Yabiu. 
Why do we say that we're going to express the zeicher of Rav Tuvcha, the, 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 the memory of the greatness of your Tov? It's an ashray. We say it three times a day. What does it mean, zeicher Rav Tuvcha, Yabiu? We say, your tzedek, we will, we will sing out your praise. But why do we mention the memory of Rav Tuvcha? I don't know what the answer is. But I'm thinking about it. To take a moment to think about what I'm doing. What's the, what, what's the tefillah that I'm davening? Zeicher Rav Tuvcha Yabiu. To think about it. To have an, I have different answers now. I think about it. It gives me a little bit more pause during davening. Three times a week we sit here, I, learn, I give a shir on how to learn Gemara deeply. But the idea is, is to take the time. Do I know how to learn? Do I know how to approach the Gemara? When's the last time that I sat by myself? Maybe it's Friday night after the meal. Maybe it's I sat at home and opened up a Sefer, and just thought about Hashem's Torah. Just thought about it. And I set sail, and just went to a place that I never thought I could go before. That's true with davening, with everything, with the whole world. The idea of Asara Tevis is the beginning of feeling a connection to satisfaction to feeling a sense of purpose and value of simcha and joy in who I am and what I can accomplish. That's the beginning of Avedis Hashem, to know who you are and know what you could become. Good Shabbos.